Everybody and welcome to episode 211 of our Sounds Atlantic podcast. Well, I first met Craig Young a good few years ago now at the Trails, Tales, and Tunes Festival in Norris Point on the Great Northern Peninsula, where you'll find the UNESCO World Heritage Site of Grossmore National Park. Because I don't pay much attention, if any, to today's band of commercial country music, I don't always pay attention to who is out there unless they also play more classically oriented country music, or some interesting hybrid of country, folk, blues, old-timey, and bluegrass music. Now, in Craig Young's case, he plays a form of classic Newfoundland country music tinged with some bluegrass, classic, modern, and Celtic strains. So, right off the bat, I got interested in what I was hearing on the main stage of the Norris Point Town Hall back a good few years ago now. This interview was originally broadcast when Sounds Atlantic was a radio show before becoming a podcast a few years ago. And with this brief introduction, I'll ask you to stay right where you're too, because I'll be right back where you're at in a finger snap. Born in the charming and rugged south coast outport of Virgio, Newfoundland and Labrador, and raised on the southern coast of Newfoundland, Craig Young has been playing the guitar since the age of seven, and he started playing in his first band around 13 or so. Rock and roll and country music became the main avenues of learning, and in the 80s and 90s, Craig played in many Newfoundland country and rock bands. Well, like so many Newfoundland and Labradorians, moving to Alberta in 1993 allowed for Young to play lead guitar with several prominent local artists on the club scene. By the year 2000, he was performing with a cast of Who's Who among the Canadian recording acts, including Jason McCoy, Patricia Conroy, Gord Bamford, George Canyon, and Carol Don Johnson. Well, it was while working with Jason McCoy in opening the Terry Clark Show that he was given a chance to be part of the Terry Clark Band. After an audition and a move to Nashville, Tennessee, he was part of the Terry Clark Band for nearly eight years. He won four CCMA awards for the Canadian Country Music Association All-Star Band Guitarist category. Young has had several top 40 singles, including the top 10 video on Canadian CMT, You Can't Take It With You, and the wonderful help of Miss Terry Clark. Craig now lives and performs in St. John's, Newfoundland, and teaches at a school. At least he was teaching at a school there for a while. And since these awards, Craig has been playing with a number of bands around St. John's, including the iconic Shannon Up and Fretboard Journey. Well, that's a, a foursome uh, that we're going to feature here in the weeks to come. Uh, let's see. They are, well, they are composed of some of the finest guitar players anywhere, including Django Reinhardt wizard Dwayne Andrews. And he will be my guest here next week, so don't miss that. He's got a brand new album out called Djangology. And Djangology, and uh, along with Sandy Morris, one of the island's most in-demand artists and author of the music for the CBC TV show Land and Sea, along with Gordon Quinton, a classical guitar player and most recent recipient of a Lifetime Achievement Award for his incredible contribution to the music scene on the island. And here with me now from Miss Home in St. John's is Craig Young. Craig Young, it's a delight to have finally tracked you down from, I guess you're home in, uh, in St. John's. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you and I met, first met, at the Trails, Tales, and Tunes Festival back in April in Grosmore National Park. It was a pleasure to meet you and listen to you, and you have a new album out. It's called Back Home. Would you tell us about it? Sure. Back Home, yeah, it's the title of my my new album, released uh, late last year. Um, it's a great record for me because I recorded it in my home, uh, with my home studio. It's the first real project that I did uh, all right from the start to the finish myself. I mean, I had some of my friends play 
some of the some of the uh, instruments on it, but I did the engineering, uh, producing, mixing, and uh, all of that process. Oh. Um, the title of the record is called Back Home, and that's important because I uh, moved back home to Newfoundland, where I was born and raised uh, about uh, three years ago from living, I was living in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. I uh, lived there for about 10 years playing uh, country music and, and bluegrass music. I uh, was on the road with uh, country singer Terry Clark, uh, probably for nine of those years. And uh, so when I came back here, uh, you know, I uh, my life changed completely. And one of the things that, that was completely different about my life was uh, getting back together with my high school sweetheart. Uh, and uh, we got married, and uh, at our wedding, which was uh, two years ago, my sister um, sang that song back home, and she had written the lyrics, and, and, and she sang that song at our wedding, and uh, it moved us uh, very much. So uh, I'd already started to work on this album, and when, uh, after a bit, uh, I, I made the decision to include that song, and then I realized it was also going to be the title of the thing. And it turned out to be a, a very good song for me, as it's been released also on the uh, the new Homebrew CD, which is a, a collection of Newfoundland artists that gets released just about every year here, I think, in Newfoundland. So, yeah. So I, I did this whole record on my own, and it's been doing very well here here in Newfoundland. I haven't like done much uh, nationally with it as uh because of the, all the touring that I've done, I prefer to just sort of hang around Newfoundland and, and play here. Well, you could hang around a whole lot worse places than Newfoundland. But this is it. I mean, I think as a Newfoundlander, which I, I mean, I was born on the southwest coast. Uh, I say that because I lived in Ramia, Francois, Francois, or Francois, as they call it when you're from there, and Bergio. And I don't like to leave either of these places out. That's the, basically the southwest coast of Newfoundland. I was born there, and I lived there until I was uh, 18 or 19, and then I left and uh, started playing music uh, in Halifax and then moved on to Western Canada and worked out there for quite a while and then down to the United States. But as a Newfoundlander, you always, you know, you feel the call to come back home and, and you know, for visits. But for me, it was, uh, I had had enough of the traveling life and I had enough of the uh, touring as uh, good as it was, I'd done it for so long that it, it just kind of lost its luster, and and then I realized that yeah, I really wanted to move back to the, to the to the island. Well, why don't we take a listen to the title track, and we'll come right back because there's lots of ground to cover. Here's back home. Maybe we leave So we can come back Maybe one day we stray Just so we get back on track Find our way back home We both traveled in our worlds And we've gone so far even where we started Letting go of each other's hearts But we found our way Back home And if everything we've done Brought us to this place Standing on this island, holding hands, face to face Then I'm glad we parted ways For here we are today Back home, here we are Take a look around This is where we started out 
both done some growing We both done some figuring out Now we found our way And if everything we've done has brought us to this place Standing on this island holding hands face to face Well then I'm glad we parted ways For here we are today Back home, here we are Back everyone that's the title track of Craig Young's uh, latest CD new CD back home and uh, I first heard it at the Trail Tales and Tunes Festival in Grossmoor National Park uh, back in April and finally tracked uh, Craig down Craig uh, you boy you were on the road a long long time uh, and no doubt over that period of time developed a whole series of experiences with the, with the many artists you work for down there and back back home in Canada if, if you turn your head back to Nashville, if, if there were a few things that you left behind that you maybe that still tug at your heartstrings, what would they be? That's a great question. I think mostly that that makes me think about Nashville sometimes and, and not regret what I've done, but miss it. I would never regret it, but I do miss what I miss is is I guess the the. the the school of musicians that are there, the, the quality of their playing and the, the high level, and, and uh, many of those musicians were um, really good friends of mine. And since I've come back to Newfoundland, of course, it's a long way from Nashville. I don't get to see them. Uh, I haven't seen them since I came back, and I don't talk to them that often because, you know, it's, it's a long way. They're busy. I'm busy. But I think that that's really the only thing that, that would... Uh, make me feel that way. I mean, the the weather never really did uh, make me feel that way. I mean, weather in Nashville can be great. And, you know, the weather here in Newfoundland can be not so great sometimes. But uh, I've always, uh, you know, never minded that. Today is a gray, foggy day, as the song goes. And you're used to seeing that, whereas in Nashville you didn't see much fog. But that didn't bother me. And, of course, it's a huge city, and I never really, I'm not really a city person. I'm always like the small towns. But it's, when it comes down to it, to answer that question, it's just basically the core of musicians that were there, the wonderful playing. I learned so much while I lived there. I mean, 10 years living there, and I mean, I just was uh, always playing as much as I could and recording as much as I could with other people, and I had some great friends, and yeah, I miss them. Like for me, this record is definitely coming back home to the music as well like that's the other part of it right i spent a lot of time away from newfoundland music and i learned you know i won uh i won some awards in the country music field and i, I played in the country music field mostly you know all my, my life since i was 20 uh and you know and when i went to nashville of course i got deeply uh into the bluegrass scene and hung around with larry cordell and and those guys uh you know at, at terry eldridge and people like that who, you know, hung around with those guys and soaked up as much as I could of the bluegrass music and played as much of it as I could. You play, you hung around with in very good company. Yeah, those guys are, you know, they're amazing guys. I mean, yeah. they've, got, they've got the heart and soul of it, you know, they and, so. and they got and they got the, the, the chops to back it up, you know. And Terry playing with the Osborne brothers, he told me all about that, stuff like that, you know. And, I mean, just by just being in that, it, it just it changed my playing a lot. Craig, on, on that subject, I, I'm, I'd just like to get to a tune that you think might be, might reflect some of that. I mean, we could certainly do, uh, uh, do the, do the uh, fisherman's favorite. But uh, is there is there another track on here that you might 
want us to play that might be a little reflective of your of the of the influence of guys like Larry Cordell or bluegrass in general? Well, that's funny. The Fisherman's Favorite. I mean, that's a that's a tune that. Uh, well, I guess that's a traditional tune that goes by a couple different names. Harvest Home is another name, the same tune. Uh, the Fisherman's Favorite is what they call it around here, and played uh, a little bit more up tempo, like a like a reel rather than a, a hornpipe. Uh, it's a very major tune, but yet I I brought in my guitar. I mean, my guitar solo is a very bluegrassy guitar solo that comes out of that. Even though I I played the melody to some degree, right. The fiddle player on here is 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 a, a lady from the state of Arkansas who plays bluegrass and country music quite a bit. And so when she played the tune, she really bluegrassed it up. Huh. And I also played mandolin. So this and but yet there's an accordion. Uh, my my father-in-law is playing the accordion on here, a wonderful accordion player, and uh, he, you know, he he kept it very Newfoundland. Yet at the same time, I'm trying, I'm I believe with that tune, I'm taking it away from the roots of it, you know, and and, uh, and moving it towards, I guess, more of the grassy approach. Uh-huh. But yeah, so that song really, to me, reflects marrying, you know, the Newfoundland melody yeah. to to the bluegrass way of playing. I also did it like this, because here in Newfoundland, you know, when you play tunes, uh, especially with an accordion player, they tend to play the tune the same every time, and and but not in the bluegrass world. You know, one person plays a tune, and if there's four guys sitting around, like uh, the instrumentalist, they pass it around, so one guy will play it, and then the next time you do, do the whole tune over, the next guy plays it, and so forth. And I kind of took that approach to playing it, so everybody kind of had a go at it. So it starts <laughs> off with the fiddle and the mandolin, which I played as well, um, going at it, and then the accordion had its turn, and then the fiddle had its turn, and then the mandolin had its turn, and the guitar, and so on, until at the end, everybody kind of played it together. That's a bluegrass idea more than that it's uh, a Newfoundland idea. In Newfoundland, we tend to sort of everybody just plays the tune together, and you don't really venture off of the melody too much. Well, you're absolutely right, boy. And when, when you go down to closing night at, at the folk festival, that's absolutely the case. You yeah, know, when, when they're all sitting around. Yeah, they'll they'll just play the tune they, yeah. when they have their sessions like that, which are wonderful. They'll play the tune, and everybody will play the tune, yes. and pretty much the yep. same tune every time. Yep. And everybody just kind of just adds into it. Well, let's take a look at uh, take take a listen to Fisherman's Favorite. It's a grand tune. We'll come right back. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. 
right, everyone, that's Fisherman's Favorite. It uh, is the first track, as a matter of fact, on Craig Young's new CD called Back Home. And, um, uh, I, boy, you're talking about playing and fiddling and, and the, the influence. When you were a young fellow, did you not grow up on the on the south coast? Where you Did you initially grow up in uh, Virgil? Yes. You did? That, yeah, yeah, that's the southwest coast, not to be confused with yes. the southern shore. Indeed. You know, it's a little bit different area. And in our coast, Irish music wasn't prominent. Uh, like there was, it's more of a uh, English, I suppose, the people over there, and they, we didn't really have a lot of Irish music, with the exception to maybe uh, Ryan Fancy, you know, uh, with a, uh, and, and Figgy Duff. But I don't really think of that as uh, Figgy Duff as Irish as much as Newfoundland, and Ryan Fancy being Irish, and you know those guys were from Ireland and they moved here. Uh, that was a long time ago. My dad was a huge fan of them. Well, when you were but, a kid growing up in Bergio, uh, what were you listening to? Well, mostly I'd listen to my, what my dad listened to, which was uh, a lot of country music and a lot of the Newfoundland music of the day, which was uh, more of a combination of uh, just a folk song mixed with, with, with country songs. Uh, it wasn't quite Irish. Like It was just songs written about uh, Newfoundland and put to a, you know, a country sort of sound. Which was a, like one of the best bands that did that was a band called Simini, and those were very popular at the time. They certainly were. Kids. You know, and that's more not quite so Irish as it is uh, like Newfoundland country, we'll call it. Yeah, it was more in the tradition of a Harry Hibbs, say. Or yes, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. For example, Harry Hibbs is not really Irish as, as much as he was Newfoundland. You right. Know? And there is a distinct difference. You know, like. Uh, I believe that like Newfoundland culture borrowed a lot from Irish, you know, when as far as the music is concerned. But there's also a flavor to Newfoundland music that is quite its own, you know. Absolutely, and, and well, yeah. I mean, Figgy Duff is probably a good example. Of like when, yeah, exactly. Figgy Duff is a great example. And on my record, when I uh, when like a song that reflects, I think, Newfoundland culture more than anything else is, uh, is would be the Banks of the Grey. Yeah, it's it it was done. I think in the, uh, I guess for me it was done with the thought of like a, a seminar in mind and such. Like it was a song that's kind of country and flavor, but yet Newfoundland uh, subject matter with an accordion. Craig, if you would, because your dad wrote this, give us My a bit. Of, give song. us a bit of insight into how that happened. Was it something he wrote long ago, recently? Mm. How, how did that work? Well, my dad is uh, well. My dad is probably my biggest influence as far as uh, music is concerned. I mean, he was. Uh, I wouldn't say he's you know he's not a, an expert at music playing, but he he's been playing all his life, and he plays from the heart and from his soul, and and he uh, he's always loved music, and he's always wrote songs for a long time. I mean, he, he's uh, started writing. I think when I was. Uh, 16 or 17 years old, he wrote some of his first songs. Huh. And, what did you know, he do, Craig? What, was, what did your dad do for a living? My dad was an inshore fisherman at uh -huh. the time. He, he just he fished alone, uh, you know, in a small boat, but 30, 30 foot. Uh, you know, he went out every morning with, with, with hook line and caught fish every day and came in. You know, that was uh -huh. his life. It was tough. Huh. And I used to help him do that. And it was a hard life, and I knew at the time that there was no way I want to be involved with that. <laughs> you know, I want I, when if I could play the guitar and and, and make my living. When did but you he, start playing? I started playing when I was seven years old. Wow! How did that happen? Where'd you get the guitar? Well, at that time, my dad used to work on the big stern trawlers. And he used to be gone for a couple of weeks at a time, come back for a couple of days, go away for a couple of weeks, and while he was gone, I would uh, take his guitar and try to play it. I'd knock it out of tune, is what I'd do, and he'd come <laughs> back, and then he. He'd have to tune it, so I think basically he uh, he said, uh, you know, they they he got a he got a new guitar or something, I believe, and then he gave me the old one and that, and a book, uh, and so at that time I I uh, I started to learn how to play. And, and when uh, did you move to other instruments? Because you play a variety of instruments. Yeah, I mean, you're a multi accomplished uh, uh, instrumentalist. <laughs> well, I try, and uh, I I play uh, mostly it's the stringed instruments. I mean, I don't really venture into like the piano world or anything like that. But I play uh, I play a lot of string instruments and and I think I started doing that uh, somewhere in the 90s uh, after I had left Bergio uh, and left Newfoundland I uh, moved out to Alberta and I, I I got a dobro and I started to play the dobro I mean it's not a big it's not a big leap from the guitar 
uh, just the technique of playing it was different. Uh, and so I got onto the dobro, and then afterwards it was the mandolin. And I got onto that, and then oh, it was, from oh. there it was the bazooki. I got started playing oh. that. And you were all self-taught? All self-taught. Yeah. Yikes! Yep. I, I, I'd like to come down and see if I can't carve out a piece of your head and stick it into mine. <laughs> <laughs> you go right ahead and you can find a piece worth having. Listen here, Greg, before I drift too far from the shore, uh, because I I have a whole bunch of questions for you, let's go back and play On the Banks of the Grey, a song that your dad wrote, and and then we'll come right back. Yep. In a place called Grey River on a November night in Grandpa's two-story house, I first saw the light. Many long years have passed since that remembrance day. But I still have my memory on the banks of the grave. I can hear my grandmother in a voice soft and low. From an old gospel melody As she pins out her clothes Grandfather's gone fiction Till be most of the day And the sun's barely rising On the banks of the grave On the banks of the grave Is where I long to be the summer winds blow and they're calling me when august comes round i'll be headed that way to that little three corner spot on the banks of the grave Everybody, that's the beautiful on the banks of the gray 
It's written by Henry Young, who's Craig Young's dad. I'm speaking with Craig from John's Newfoundland. When you came home from Nashville, did you, I gather, well, no, I shouldn't say I gather that because I'm not sure what I gather here, but how did you wind up in St. John's? Well, the funny thing is, all while I lived in Bergeo and, and on the southwest coast, I'd never been to St. John's. Uh, I, I'd never had any reason to come here. I had wow. no family here. I had uh, my dad being an inshore fisherman, as I said, he didn't have a car. He had a boat. And so there was no real com- way to travel uh, to St. John's. And for me, I had more family in Halifax. And it was a lot simpler huh. being from Bur- being from Burgio to take the boat up to Port of Bass which, and then go across on the ferry and then catch the uh, bus over to Halifax. So wow. the natural move for me was to go to Halifax huh. rather than to go to St. John's. Right. The first time I went to St. John's, really, was in 2001 when huh. I went there uh, traveling with Terry Clark and we did a show at the Mile One, right. which is the big hockey arena. Sure. And that was the first time I'd been to St. John's. And I remember the guys saying, St. John's is like all the American guys in, in the band. And we were going there. They were all pretty excited because, you know, Newfoundland is a, is a very distinct a uh, different place, and, and they'd all heard about it. And they said, we're going to St. John's, you know, what's it like? And I mean, I had to say, well, I don't really know. You know, I'd never been there. Isn't so that, that was amazing? My, that was actually my first time to come to St. John's. Wow. And, my but, goodness, but, I've been coming since 1976. Yes, oh, it's <laughs> lovely. I'm so happy that I've discovered, you know. The, Isn't it a great city? Out. Yeah. Well, coming here in 2001 was an eye-opener for me. I loved it. You know, I just absolutely loved George Street. I loved... Uh, yeah. I loved it. Just uh, you know, Signal Hero. I just loved it. just the way the harbor looked and felt. Yeah. And, Craig, and have you well, played the fe- the uh, folk festival before? I have never played it. Oh wow! Uh, no, I, 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 this will be my first time. How about that? I'm going to be playing with uh, Sean McCann, the uh, you know one of the members from Great Big Sea, as a, as a side guy, and I'm also going to be doing some of the workshops myself. So it's going to be fantastic. I'm really looking forward to to seeing you perform, uh, having seen you once already. You're you're going to be also playing, I gather, with Kelly Russell. Yeah. Oh, wonderful, Kelly. I uh, I just I really get on good with Kelly. Kelly has. Uh, I, uh, Kelly has has all the information that I'm after. Like when I'm with Kelly, I mean, maybe he finds me annoying. I'm not sure. Because I tend to <laughs> I tend to pick his brain. I tend to ask him a lot of questions, but names the tunes, play me this tune. Kelly has documented all the music of uh, the, the wonderful two Newfoundland fiddlers, uh, Emil uh, Emil Benoit and uh, Rufus uh, Kinchard. and Rufus Kinchard. Mm-hmm. and uh, and Kelly. So on our first meeting, Kelly gave me the book that he, he had compiled of all their tunes. So, I mean, I've been just woodshedding on those tunes. And, of course, every time I see him, I say, Kelly, I learned this one, I learned that one. And I think maybe I might annoy him a bit because <laughs> he's, he knows all these tunes and here they are. Like, they're old for him, but they're brand new for me. And like that, that's one thing, that's another thing that's been so great about moving back to Newfoundland is to getting to myself musically, uh, get really into the Newfoundland culture of the music, you know, that I wasn't aware of as a kid. You know, I, huh. after I got... Uh, you know, after I t- became a teenager, I mean, I got interested in rock and roll and all that stuff. Of course, I mean, I wasn't really th- th- that excited about fiddle tunes. But, you know, it's really struck me. It's probably when I when I got about 25, 26 years old and been playing for quite a while. And it really struck me, uh, you know, how wonderful these things are. And the bluegrass music, that was, you know, mostly fiddle tunes. That was where I first started to cut my teeth with that, flat picking and, and playing these melodies. Craig, when you were when you were really really winding up and and playing all these instruments, uh, who, who were your idols? I had a few. Like back, you know, I had a few different ones. When I when I played electric guitar, my idol was uh, one of my idols was a, was a British country music guitarist named Albert Lee. Oh and yes. When, yeah, and when I when I went on to play like a lot mostly flat 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 picking guitar, flat top guitar, I I, I had a few idols, but one of, uh, I think, everybody's idol is to play acoustic guitar is Tony Rice and and also uh, uh, good old Doc Watson. I mean, just the tunes and yeah. melodies that he played was great. And a fellow named Norman Blake always was really good yes. to me. Uh, those, and any of those guys, you know, but, but around here, we had a guy or was it from Nova Scotia. We had a fellow named Smiley Bates. Uh, and as a kid, I recognized in Smiley how great of a guitar player he was, and I learned a lot of his tunes. He had a huge influence on, on, on regional country music back then. He back did, when. Yeah. yeah. He could, but he could really play the guitar. I don't know if he's, he's it's, it's, uh, under, it's under talked about, it's underrated, yes. his level of guitar playing. There's a, there is an album 
that is all flat picking tunes of his, and I think it stands up to any of the any of the you know albums of flat picking tunes that have been done by Dan Crary or Tony Rice or any any of those guys. I think when you, when you hear Smiley playing those tunes, he was just as good as those guys. Did though, you, you know, you're largely self-taught, Greg? But I mean, did did you at any time take lessons, or did you just buy no, books? Never. And how did the heck did you? Do I just that? would. Well, you know, like th- things are so different today. But in those days, I had records and tapes and cassette tapes. Everybody's right. forgotten about those, but I'd put them on and just try to play along. And you know, if I heard something really interesting, I'd try to copy it. And as uh, you know, in and in trying to copy it, would come up with a lot of my own ideas. Uh-huh. And, you know, the mistakes that it would make would turn into, you know, Craig Younglick. So you you <laughs> followed uh, you followed J.P. Cormier's course. That's what J.P. did. Yeah, yeah, and there's another fantastic guitarist. I mean, yeah. love J.P.'s playing. Yeah. I've never met J.P. Uh, I, I've watched him play one time, but I mean, he's he's just a monster player. You were uh, one year late because he was at Trails Tales last year. Yes, you know, I would love to love to sit and talk with him and just talk yeah. about guitars with him. I'm sure he's got some insight. Is you know that would be educational for me no doubt Craig you've got um, another instrumental on here that I'd like you to talk to us about and we'll get to that uh, pretty soon here Mary and the Wildmore tell us about that well that's this really special tune for me Uh, it's a tune you know I believe the first time I heard that tune and it was uh, my dad singing but I also know that a fellow named Doc Williams recorded that tune a long time ago. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He was an American guy, I guess. Uh, D.O.C., Doc Williams? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, he did, but that's an old tune. That's a traditional tune that goes way back. Right. And I, I, I've sing that tune sometimes and play it. But the what makes that tune so special is the guy I'm playing it with. Uh, it's a, a wonderful Newfoundland guitarist named Gordon Quinton. Uh, Gordon played all the music for the Land and Sea uh, show back in when I was a kid and was well, Sandy Gordon, Morris. You, well, the Sandy is doing it now, but before Sandy did it was a, was Gordon. Are you familiar with Gordon? I I, I know I know who he is. I've yeah. heard him at the folk festival. They had him yeah. quite a while ago at the folk yes. festival. Gordon yeah, he, a wonderful player. Larry Delaney from Country Music News. Yep. called Gordon one time. The, the Canada's Chid Atkins. Huh. Uh, Gordon uh, is, is a finger style guitar, uh, different than me. I play with a pick, but Gordon plays with his fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gordon is is a phenomenal self-taught uh, guitarist and uh, a wonderful musician here in Newfoundland named Bob McDonald. Oh, yes, uh, I know Bob well. Yeah. In, introduced me to Gordon. He asked me, he said, do you know Gordon? I said, I don't know Gordon personally, but I mean, I'm very familiar with Gordon's playing. Huh. Gordon did an album in the uh, in the 80s called Bob Wild, has a nice Wild voice. Flower. Oh, Bob is a great singer. Yeah, I, you know what? I was thinking about you the, the other day because, and and when you see her, if you, if you go back to Bergio and you run into uh, June Hiscock, do say hello. She's but a friend that, and she's a wonderful lady, and I will definitely so. do so. She is yeah. so, and mm-hmm. I owe her a huge debt of gratitude because she literally introduced me to tons of artists when I first started coming to Newfoundland. But uh, uh, she she managed for a little bit uh, Bob Bob McDonald, and then I met Bob briefly. But uh, boy, he's yeah. a fine performer. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. Got Bob is who introduced me to Gordon, and so so like from that a friendship stemmed, and uh, me and Gordon, you know, just uh, took took a pass at this tune, and it was so good it ended up on here. Uh, here's Mary on the Wild Moor.
1931, Mary and the Wild Moor. It comes from back home. That's Craig Young's new CD. And we're talking to, I'm talking with Craig today from his home in St. John's. And he will soon be at the Newfoundland Labrador Folk Festival, where I will be in a matter of days mm-hmm. as, we, as we turn the page. You have, I think we said at the outset, I'm not sure if, we were, if I was recording this or not, but uh, there's a bit of a mixture of styles here. You have a tune on that uh, I'd like you to talk to us about, if you would, The Irish Washerwoman. Okay. Well, see, The Irish Washerwoman is the, is, is very, you know, it's a very overdone tune, as a lot of people who are steeped in knowledge of the Irish music here in Newfoundland would tell you, and it's a tune that's kind of the blackberry blossom of, of bluegrass, you know, it's a <laughs> tune that's been played constantly and overplayed, and but for me it was new. Uh, my uh, father-in-law taught me the tune, he, he he's like I said earlier. He's a great accordion player, and he he played it uh, he played it very fast, and you know I could barely keep up with him. But uh, to me, I find it is one of the finest melodies I've ever heard. Uh, I just really love it. So I wanted again to sort of put uh, a bit more of a, of the the grassy touch to it, and in, in that way. So. I played I flat picked it on guitar and I played it on mandolin and I brought in my good friend Janae Fleener, the fiddle player. She's from Arkansas, uh, bluegrasser. I called her up or I, I emailed her I think and I said to her I'd like for you to play on the, a tune called The Irish Washerwoman. Do you know it? And she said Yeah. I said I learned that. She she told me she, she was a, she's a you know young kid in her in her twenties at the time. But she told me she learned that when she was very young. Her mom loved the tune so she learned it for her mom. And at that time, she was playing it in uh, in the band that she was playing with as part of her uh, her you know introduction. As uh, when they introduced her to the audience, she would play the Irish Washerwoman. So she was very familiar with the tune, and she puts a little different spin on it as well. And so, to me, I just really love the version of this song uh, because everybody kind of gets a go at it, you know, and and it shows the different way everybody can sort of. Play this tune. I mean, my flat picking solo kind of goes off on the on, on the left wing with a jazz, a few jazzy notes in there, and and so does Janae and her fiddle. She takes a takes a little uh, detour with the melody. Just and goes to show you, uh, Craig, how 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 strongly uh, Irish, Scottish, uh, well, ang- ang- Anglo, yeah, uh, Anglo um, British Isles music has influenced uh, the East Coast up and down from Newfoundland all the way down to all the way say, right uh, down, right on down to yeah. the Florida and the Carolinas, yep. wherever, mm-hmm. for sure. You know, like it, it definitely, it's it's well, I mean, that's where most of the people, not all, but you know, most of the people, that's where their roots came from and and even the ones that didn't I mean they were subject to hear it so I mean like uh, it became a, a mainstay you know in in a lot of households it did so and here's so. the Irish washerwoman
For a peek into all the great music coming from Atlantic Canada, you are tuned in to the right program, Sounds Atlantic, with the inimitable Ron Moores. I'm Shirley Montague, musician and creative freelancer living in Norris Point, Newfoundland, in the heart of Grossmorn National Park. Originally from Labrador and moving to Grossmorn, I can say that I've lived in the best of all possible worlds with the best music. Shyly tucked away. That's the Irish washerwoman. A little bit of Roots music there for you from Craig Young's back I home CD. I appreciate you playing that. Thank you. Oh, my, my pleasure. I Boy, we're, if we weren't running fast out of time, i keep going. <laughs> well, let's go out with, um, because I've just about run out of time. You have a yeah. wonderful song here that you wrote with yes. these fellows. If you tell, talk about If I Had yeah. Wings. Well, Jeff Jones is, is a, was the sound engineer uh, from from uh, the Terry Clark band, and, and Jeff was also, uh, you know, owned the studio that he, he worked at himself as an engineer, and, and I recorded a lot of uh, the session guitar parts for him, and uh, Jeff is also a prolific songwriter. That We um, we would write a bunch of songs, and, and that's a song that we wrote with the fellow, uh, Terry Clayton, and Terry wrote a lot of, was a big songwriter in Nashville at one time, wrote a lot of songs, had a few hits with, with Terry Clark, some of her earlier stuff was, his compositions with her and we wrote uh, a few songs and this is one we wrote uh, i mean that reflected my at the time you know and my yearning is when i realized i'm moving back to newfoundland and i was still living in nashville at the time so i mean it reflected my knowing that i was at one point going to move back to newfoundland and it reflected my uh, longing to uh, be there you make reference to uh, the the river, the waters of the St. Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. But what was what was running through your head at that point? Well, I mean, the, the lyric goes, you know, uh, if I had wings, you know, I'd fly to my island in the sea. The waters of St. Lawrence, you know, could not hinder me. I mean, it's just it's a wide. It's I mean, as a kid, growing up on the southwest coast, and when you know you go to Port of Bass and go across in that ferry, it just seems so long. Right. And that 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 expanse just seems so big to me. So it seemed like you know, if there's nothing that can stop me from getting back here, huh. and especially with the way Marine Atlantic runs, it was running its boats at the time I wrote that song. <laughs> it felt even even if you got to to uh, North Sydney, you weren't going to get across because uh, there was no ferry. But I I was it wasn't going to stop me. I don't mean to to uh, put them down or anything, but you know, it's just when you when you're from the others island, might. Others might. But when you're from, <laughs> yes, when you're from this island and you live here, it's 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 a very uh, it's very important, uh, you know, to have that. That's our highway. That's our connection to yes, the mainland. And then a lot of times, you know, I believe in in these days here now that the government has lost uh, lost the understanding of how important that. It is. sure has. It's lost its way. It, it's mm-hmm. done some dreadful things here recently that yep. people are up in arms about. Yes. Yep. Yeah. You know, and there's not much, you know, you can talk about that, and there's not much really we can do, but I'm going to sing my little songs that, that tells <laughs> just how important it is. It's a beauty. Uh, we'll go out with If I Had Wings. Uh, Craig Young, I want to say thanks a whole bunch. Uh, Craig, it's, it was a real delight to meet you, you know, and, and, and uh, Norris Point uh, back a couple yep. months ago, and I'm, I'm ever so glad that uh, we've, we've been able to track each other down and, and punch into to a schedule. I know you're going to be really busy. Uh, you've got yep. uh, the great big C gig with Sean McCann coming up, and yep. apparently you're doing some stuff with uh, one of my favorite bands, uh, Chris Andrews and Mark Hiscock yep. and Shannon Up. Well, that's really cool. Going to play with Shannaganock here in uh, on uh, for this uh, this up up around the pond or simply up the pond it's called uh, it's at August the second uh, great show I'm going to play dobro and guitar and some mandolin as well and I, I played on they're they're doing a new studio album and I mean they're helping them out with that so where will you be on the second where where physically will you be it's 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 by Kitty Bitty Lake uh, oh yeah so it's, uh, it's, it's hard at what to, time I believe it's it's uh, it's in the evening you know it'll be starting around. Seven or so. I oh. think. I'm not sure about that. As you know, well, I only darn. I only find those things out day of. I just need to know. Can't clutter my brain up with too many details that are not necessary for me at the so time. So the pond is Kitty Vitty Lake. Yeah, I guess that's what they're talking about. Wow. I don't really. I'm not sure about all the details of that, but it's going to be great. But Ron, listen, I just want to say thanks for having me uh, on this interview, and uh, it was great to meet you over in uh, North Point there, and I look forward to seeing you at Trail Sales and Tunes and. Uh, 
And uh, I think this show that you're doing is fantastic. So I want to say thanks for having me as a part of it. Oh, Craig, it's a real delight for me. And, and uh, you know what? I'm coming in on the second. so I uh, And I think I'm in around 6 o'clock. So I might just turn around my bags, uh, hop in a taxi, and go find you guys. That's excellent. That would be great. Thanks. Thanks again, oh, Craig. I'll, okay. I'll see you in a few days. Okay, Ron. Thank you bet. You. Okay. Wish I were you Well I would set my course Start my journey north I would let the wind Lift me up and Take my broken heart Back to loving arms if I had wings, I'd fly to my island in the sea The waters of St. Lawrence could not hinder me I'd up and go, find my way home If I had wings Restless soul Longs to see Salt water blue Silhouette of you Where the seagulls fly Along the shore And you're coming into view By the Cape of the Well, I hope you've enjoyed my visit with Craig Young, and with this, I'm going to play a couple of numbers from Fretboard Journey's acclaimed self-titled CD that feature Craig's guitar playing. In a few weeks, I'll broadcast a feature on the Fretboard Journey that was first aired when this podcast was a radio show in Ontario. I'd like to do this because next week, as I mentioned, my featured guest will be Dwayne Andrews. He is a charter member of Fretboard Journey, and he has a brand new vinyl album out, that we'll showcase here with Dwayne, so don't miss that. In the meantime, just 
So you know what Craig is up to with his super guitar group from St. John's. Here we go with the Blackberry Blossom and Tennessee Step from Fretboard Journey's self-titled album. In about 18 and 25, I left Tennessee very much alive. I never would have made it to the Arkansas mud if I hadn't been riding the Tennessee stud. Got in trouble with my sweetheart's ball, one of her brothers was a bad ball. So I wrote a letter to my Uncle Bud, and I rode away on the Tennessee stud. Tennessee stud was long and mean, the color of the sun and his eyes were green. He had the nerve, he had the blood, and never was a horse like the Tennessee stud. I drifted on down to no man's land, across that river called the Rio Grande. I raced my horse with the Spaniard's foal Till I won me a skin of silver and gold Me and the gambler, we didn't agree And got in a fight with the Tennessee We drew our guns, he filled with a thud And I rode away on the Tennessee stud The Tennessee stud was long and lean The color of the sun and his eyes were green he had the nerve, he had the blood, and there never was a horse like the Tennessee stud. I rode on back through Arkansas, I whipped her brother, I whipped her all. I found the girl with the golden hair, she was riding the Tennessee mare. A little baby playing on the cabin floor, a little boat playing around the door. Now I love the girl with the golden hair, and the Tennessee stud loves the Tennessee man. The Tennessee stud was long and lean, the color of the sun, and his eyes were green. He had the nerve, he had the blood, and never was a horse like the Tennessee stud. Tennessee stud was long and lean, the color of the sun and his eyes were green. He had the nerve, he had the blood, there never was a horse like the Tennessee stud. No, there never was a horse like the Tennessee stud.
Hello folks, my name is Anita Best and I'm a traditional singer living in Grossmoor National Park in Newfoundland. You happen to be listening to the fabulous Sounds Atlantic with the effervescent and debonair Ron Moores. How lucky are you? That's the conclusion of episode 211 of the Sounds Atlantic podcast. Hope you've enjoyed our interview with Newfoundland's Craig Young, and thanks to all of you who have been listening in from across Canada, the US, the UK, Ireland, France, Germany, the Russian Federation, Australia, Denmark, and Kenya. And welcome to all of you who tuned in from our 10 most listened to cities this past week. They are Toronto, Montreal, Port Moody, British Columbia. Chicago, Cochrane, Alberta, St. John's, Newfoundland, Labrador, Halifax, Nova Scotia, London, England, Heightstown, New Jersey, and Ottawa, Ontario. Thanks to all our new listeners, too. We welcome you from Truro, Nova Scotia, Chateaugay, Quebec, Bay Roberts, and Clarenville, Newfoundland, and Labrador. Just visited your towns a couple of weeks ago. Peterborough, Coburg, Owen Sound, and Picton, Ontario, Concord, New Hampshire, Olaf, Kansas, Gross Point, Michigan, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin, Coleraine, Massachusetts, Richmond, Missouri, Brisbane, Australia, Langa, Denmark, Wellington, and Stoke, Subhamden, England, and Engels in Russia. Welcome, welcome, all of you. Hope you'll stay tuned and keep with us here. The podcast is supported by CKCU 93.1 FM in Ottawa, and the show's also broadcast on VOBB 95.9 FM in Norris Point, thanks to Anita Best and Gary Walton. And until next week, when Django Reinhardt-style guitar player Dwayne Andrews from St. John's will be here to showcase his brand new vinyl album, Djangology. I'm your host, Ron Moore, urging you to keep on the sunny side. Thanks so much for listening. See you back here soon. Music